Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. We got so much super touching feedback about our episode last week, but we got I even know. more responses about the book. Do you we want to did. talk about them? Yes, let's talk about them. That's so exciting. We had lots of people in the Facebook uh, group just kind of comment on our thread about last week's episode. And so it was just really meaningful. So yeah, it was really sweet. And then we also got some emails that were extensive and wonderful. <laughs> yes, I loved I love extensive emails because it, ma- it makes me like just gush over other people's writings because I cannot write so beautifully. And so it's just like, oh, look at that. It's so sweet. Yeah. So yeah. we got two really great emails, uh, one from C and one from Cards Made Mirror on Instagram, our buddy Cards Made Mirror, Low. And so we wanted to kind of talk about what C and Low thought. C Low. Not him. (laughs) All right. So do you want to start with with talking about what C said? Um, C said, I came out when I was 12 and my identity has evolved as I've gotten to know myself. I'm a bisexual and I'm non-binary, but I'm in the closet on that one, Midwestern towns. And I've always (laughs) felt a little bit of a disconnect with the gender binary that feels so forced in occultism and esoterica. Ooh, that's really interesting observation. Yeah, yeah, especially in like Wicca where it's like the Lord and Lady and you're always honoring these two distinct separate like genders. Gendered (laughs) entities, yes. And the thought that so many people have that masculinity and femininity are two irreconcilable opposing forces seemed a little omnipresent, and it was hard to relate that back to myself, someone who feels a little masculine, a little feminine, and a whole lot like neither. I often felt a little out of place when everything around me and all the books I read were very heterosexual and divisive gender-wise. I'm so glad that this book exists and that it's proof I wasn't just being touchy. I yes, love that. Love that. It's like, oh, as opposed to being gaslit, this is like yeah. confirming my weirdness about it. Yeah. I love to have new takes on cards and to be presented with the idea that it isn't a bastardization to take away the gender heavy stuff in the tarot and look at it through my own lens, especially in regards to the Emperor and Empress, two cards that have always been a little bit of a problem for me. So that was from C. Thank you, C, so much for sending your thoughts to us. We love it. Yeah, that was really, really awesome. And then also Lo said that he had just finished reading it. Um, And his email mostly cracked me up because he said, hi, Holly and Esther, and maybe Mac as well. (laughs) (laughs) Mac is falling behind on her reading lessons. So (laughs) we're a little bit concerned, but it's okay. She'll catch up. And he had just finished reading the book. And so it's really, he like actually touches on a couple of points within it, which is great. Um, He says, well, I wouldn't, well, I won't personally associate the high priestess with carnality as Cassandra Snow can and has. That's not to say I didn't appreciate some of the other gems this book has to offer. The chapter on the hermit hit especially close to home. Snow talks about living in hermit energy when our paths to personal discovery and intellectual slash spiritual liberation call for us to walk away from communities that refuse to support or even refuse to tolerate our evolution. Choosing isolation or exile in pursuit of peace, growth, and authenticity is something most queer people experience at one time or another. And I thought this was really interesting because I didn't realize this was part of Lowe's story. I experienced it when I left the Jehovah's Witness cult. And yet I didn't realize that this was a beautiful, unadulterated, soul-nourishing hermit energy at work. Thanks to Cassandra, I have an utterly new respect for the hermit 
And I'll never view it the same way again. All the love, Logan. Aww. Which is really, really sweet because, at, first of all, I think that anyone who's leaving, like, a little bit more of an extremist religious background is, I know that you've talked about this, mm-hmm. sort of the hermit feeling of, like, oh, shoot, am I all alone in this now? Right, right. And recognizing it as being, like, a, a place of so much more growth and, like, important work rather than just isolation is really, really good. Right. And, like... I met Lo when they were they were helping their mom kind of trying to get out of the the cult as well. And so we had a lot of good conversations about like our own backgrounds because we're both um from like similar like religious backgrounds. Minus my my religious background thought that his was a cult. Like we were like, you know, <laughs> this this cult over here, bloody blah blah blah. But of course he's like, you know, this cult over here is like blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, exactly. So it's exactly. like two cults telling each other cults. Control your like, people if you think you that know. the other people are the bad guys. Yeah. But I think the hermit is a nice contrast to the hierophant that we both experienced in oh, our own things. Because, you know, the hier- we've always had to go through someone else and like that initial energy of the hermit coming out of those is just like a beautiful energy because we're Finding our own lantern on our own and our own pathway in our own Aww, light, I you know. Love it. So I love that his observation was the same. Where you know the, that Herman energy is really precious to those of us who have come out of these like severe cult communities because yeah. you know we have to find our own way first before we can trust anybody else on this path. Totally. And I think that's so super important for anyone that's coming out of that sort of environment. Ugh, I love it. Love you, listeners, for sending in your emails. Yeah, thank you that so much. For everyone that in kind of thoughts. participated, and even like the, if you know that we those that we did include into into our episode reaction here. Thank yeah. you so much for your feedback. Yeah, and some of the reactions us. were just like people thanking us for doing it, and that feels navel gazy to read yeah. all of those. But yeah. anyway, we yeah. really appreciate all your feedback. And if you haven't picked it up, apparently people are getting it on library hold, so you could probably yeah. even ask your library to buy a copy. Exactly. Are we ready for card of the day today? Yeah, let's do it. Yay. I have gone through like 400 different decks for this deck of the day because all the cards I drew were like, no, I'm okay. No. I think it's <laughs> the MRX energy. They're like, eh, I'm okay. <laughs> no, thanks. And I so then I just ended up picking up Line Strider because it's oh, nice. like an old favorite. So. One. Okay. The card of the day is the Five of Wands. Okay. Yikes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I take this as being a clusterfuck. So so far, we've lived up to that. So yeah, yeah. For those of you who are not Patreon supporters, we just talked about our favorite cults for like five 20 minutes. minutes? Tw- <laughs> not twenty. <laughs> and those are all going on the Patreons. So. Yeah, yeah. And if you would like to listen to us talk more about cults, just let us know, and we will be happy to do that yeah we can do <laughs> more a than happy Patreon like bonus episode about our favorite we cults. Could, we could talk about it forever beside our podcast on excel spreadsheets we'll also yeah. do a, a podcast about cults excel spreadsheets uh what was one of the water other in that... canada like yeah <laughs> water quality in canada, canada. and cults because there aren't a million podcasts we are our own podcast network holly <laughs> yeah exactly wildly cults patreon exclusive podcast <laughs> 
Anyway. I love it. Our, yeah, that's true. And look, we did it again. We're just yep. in chaos. Oops, <laughs> so I did it thoughts. again. <laughs> All right. So in order for this to not be a four-hour episode, let's talk about our first question. Yeah. It was from Dylan. And Dylan actually sent in three yes or no questions. Yes. Um, which I included all three of because I thought it would be a good practice to transform yes or no questions into like questions that are better for tarot to answer. Yes. Because even though tarot can do yes or no, it's really imperfect. Right. And inexact and subjective. And so it's not super helpful in the way that you'd want it to be. So we're going to rewrite those questions um, to turn them into something a little bit more useful. So the first question, and they're all like, Sort of along the same vein. So the first one is, am I moving in the right direction with my career? So how should we reword that? Uh... I usually try to like open things up as much as possible. Like, yeah. What should I know about my yeah, career? What should I know about a career? What are steps forward about my career? Sort of stuff. I think maybe doing like how you're currently feeling and then maybe like a three month out or like long term. Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. Or maybe both. Like that things you should know Canadian about the job. Say... What? That was a very Canadian way to say both. 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 Oh, because I add the L. <laughs> yes. Uh, my whole family does that. It's super weird. We like my sister pointed it out when we were little kids. We all we all of us say both with an L. That's so. We know it's wrong, but we don't stop. I just sounded very Canadian. I was like, "You were in Canada for way too long, Holly." Uh, No, I mean my my maternal grandfather's parents are from Canada, so maybe he says both that way, and then it kind of passed down. Probably, (laughs) probably. Anyway, so okay, so like a three month out sort of like. Like, I think maybe like what like so what's going month? on now, what okay. you should know in the upcoming six months and what you should know in the upcoming year. Okay. So like literally like four placements, like what you should know now, what you should know in what six you know months. in six months, what you should know in 12 months. Yeah. So three placements. Three. Okay. 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 Do you want to do what you should know now? Oh, yikes. yes. What, what Dylan should know now. Okay, what Dylan should know now is Ace of Pentacles and Ten of Swords. So it looks like lots of new things are starting, like new opportunities are coming, but they may be more stressful than they appear on the surface. Yeah, and for six months, I got the Fool. So I feel like whatever the new thing is that you're seeing right now is something that's going to be way too exhausting, and you might end up changing career paths in the next six months. Yeah, some kind of flips going on, yeah. Let's get some clarification on the Fool. Yeah, the Fool and the Five of Wands. So you're going to feel a lot of, like, conflict about that decision because you're like, did I give it my good go or whatever? But the Ten of Swords, did you get Ten of Swords or Ten of Wands? Ten of Swords. But yeah, but with Ten of Swords, it's like, it may, this new thing, this new exciting thing is going to be brutal if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then for a year, do we want to each pull a card for that? Yeah. I got the Four of Cups. And I got the Tower. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you won't actually leave the job in six months. Maybe it'll take, maybe you'll feel conflicted and want to leave in six months. And start looking in six months. Yeah, start looking in six months. And then within the year, Year, a whole new change. A whole new change. A big, big, big shift. So, sorry, Dylan, it doesn't totally sound like what you're currently doing is the right 
path for you yes necessarily should we get pull a card for like advice about how to make the most of the next year yeah yeah i put all my cards back in as you were saying that so now they're all back in yeah so we shall see yeah okay card for the next year is the two of cups so i think connections like making those connections and keeping them with you know people that may be the way to navigate what's going on and i got the knight of wands which i really like paired with the two of cups in this context because it's kind of like like use your current role to make connections with other people and keep that like fire and Mm -hmm. that go-getter attitude like visible to them because those connections will be a way for you to kind of shake things up and like get to a new place I like it. All I right. also and because of course the Knight of Wands is also passion. So I think maybe something that you're passionate about, yeah. and not necessarily something that you have to do. Right, exactly. And so if making those connections is something that you are passionate about, then that's what you'll be getting out of the next year. Yeah. <laughs> Even if the job isn't necessarily the right job. Yeah. Okay. And then their second question is, is the person I'm currently dating the one? Or I suppose is this a good relationship for me to be in for the long run? Usually I, I like make it broad and like what kind of like what kind of relationship is this? Like what is our okay. kind of like our current energy of the relationship? And yeah. then we can do like six months, 12 months. Yeah. Or like areas for improvement. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what they say. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what the energy is currently. Yeah. Okay. And, cool. Do you want to pull for current energy? Yes, I can. Okay. Let's see. One, two, three. And I'll do six months. Okay. Current energy is four of pentacles and death. So I think there's just, <laughs> this is like gloom and doom today. Dylan, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So four of pentacles and death is like, I think like, it's like a, like, not that you're necessarily hiding stuff, but you're keeping your cards close to you. You're paying, you're playing your cards close. Yeah. And so that could kind of lead to some revelations that are, that will impact your relationship or think something like that. Like, pentacles is money so maybe they have some hidden money and it maybe it's a lot of money so that may not be a bad thing but maybe it's not as much money as you expected which is not a good thing or if it's because it's the four it could be like to me like hiding deaths almost yeah yeah so or even like yeah so i think that there's something that's maybe worth exploring there and also for six months i got the hanged man and the three of cups and that makes me feel like you're gonna have like a shift in perspective but it'll be towards something really positive yeah let's see and then i'll do 12 months i guess yeah are we both do 12 months Oh, come back. Oh, oh, oh. Do you like that I said okay while actively I taking a did sip hear, of something? I did hear. Like half my deck just fell. I got okay. the freaking four of cups for a year out again. Oh. Well, maybe just think, the debts will like continue to follow them throughout the year. I think that this year is going to be a year that results in you feeling like it was a like a year filled with change, but you yeah. still haven't totally found what you want by the end of it. Like yeah. by the end of 12 months, you're still kind of like, I don't, I'm not totally happy with these options. 
Okay, Dylan, it looks like you're in for kind of a wild year. And since I basically made you email us this question instead of just like talking about it individually, uh, why don't you message me again and we can set something up to create more of a game plan for the upcoming year of change. Ooh, game plan. I like game, game plan. That's one of my favorite types of readings to do, as you all know. Let's see. And we're also, sorry, Dylan, the other thing is that we're not going to answer your third question because of time related things, but message me and we can talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all get together and make it work. Yeah, exactly. Gun would say. (laughs) Very, very uh, timely reference you've got there, Esther. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so our second question of the day is from our friend Kelly. I love you, Kelly. Yeah. And they ask I was wondering if you could talk a, a bit about how you deal with medical questions. As a disabled person and someone with chronic illness, I am sympathetic to people wanting to use tarot to facilitate healing. I use it for myself to find out ways I can support my health and even questions I should ask my doctor. But I am not a doctor or medical professional, so I personally draw the line at diagnosing anything. But it's tricky because I have told people to see their doctor about their heart or thyroid or other specific health concerns. And there was something there that did need medical attention. I've also pulled cards about a best time to try to conceive, so I suppose it would be interesting to hear discussion on your personal boundaries and ethical guidelines. Generally speaking, I don't see specific cards as being indicative of health concerns, but more so all of the cards of a spread that can point a need to consult a healthcare professional. Ooh, I like this question. Yeah. I feel fancy with this question. I know. Like we're like some sort of experts. Yeah. Obviously these are just our personal boundaries. Um, You can do whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. But I'm kind of the same. I'm in the same spot as Kelly. I think I had pregnancies show up in a reading. I did a year ahead reading for a friend that ended up being super pregnancy oriented, um, which ended up being accurate, including a need to uh, like include more medical intervention. Yeah. Uh, In that case, one of the things that indicated that was a combination of the three of pentacles and the hierophant, which came up after the ace of something, some ace, maybe cups Uh and the empress paired together. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well maybe it was the ace of pentacles. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it was some ace and the and the empress paired together and then later the 3 of pentacles and the hierophant. And to me that was like this is going to need some doctor attention sort of right, thing. Right. And that is what ended up happening. It's always uncomfortable though because as like I mean, as we all know, sometimes reading tarot cards can be it's hard to give people some news as expressed right. in even Dylan's reading just now. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. you have things to say that are like a little bit trickier to navigate. And with health questions, I think that that's why so many readers veer away from it is because we're not the ones who should be giving people bad news. Right. About health stuff. I did a group reading at a solstice event, like couple, whatever solstice, summer solstice was like a couple weeks ago. And one of the mothers was concerned about her son's eczema. And oh. she was wanting to know, I was like, okay. I love that so much. Cause that goes to show how much more comfortable like people in Korea are with card reading and oh, divination. Yeah. Like for that to be her, That'd be her concern to a yeah. tarot reader. And she's like, yeah. I'm just worried about the skin condition. Yeah. Cause skin condition. Well, and it's, and it's been bugging him for a long time. And like immediately when she, when she said like, Oh, I want to ask about his eczema. I was like, go see a doctor. Like, yeah. because I'm like, I am a tarot reader. The cards can't get, take care of his eczema. And all, of course, all the other ladies at the table kind of laughed because they were telling her to go see a doctor too at the same time I was yelling at her. <laughs> so it was, it was just very amusing. But um, 
she was wanting to know about the eczema, like how to treat it and things like that. And I'm like, I'm not a medical professional, but we can see the cards, like how you can best support your son. Yeah. This. And I think and that's, that's how I usually try to, to phrase it. it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because it, and then in the cards, like the King of Cups showed up, which to me was like a doctor and the and oh. was it the Four of Cups or something like that where they had to go – oh, Four of Cups where they had to go find – and it was like Mermaid Tarot, so they were like looking for a cup or oh. getting assistance. It was like in the – I forget what, which cup it was, but it was like getting assistance and getting help. And so I said – the cards are saying you need to – because she didn't know if she should go more traditional medicine for his eczema or go to like a hospital. hospital. And to me, I took the King of Cups and looking for that – like that other thing as getting professional help. And yeah. going beyond helping her son the way. I just feel uncomfortable myself personally because I don't feel adequate enough to do medical readings like Right. Things. And I think that that's a really like good distinction is that like the pregnancy thing came up in a year ahead reading. She was not asking about pregnancy. Yeah. It was like something that through the combination of all the cards that came out came up. If somebody came to me asking about pregnancy... I would probably, just like what you said, try to encourage the querent to like change the question to be about how they can best prepare for pregnancy or, you know, support themselves emotionally as they pursue parenthood or whatever. Right. right. Like that seems like it would be a little bit more along the lines of something I'd be comfortable with. And I think that usually people are pretty open to that because we, since we don't claim to be psychics, we're not, neither of us are. No, no. (laughs) Uh, It's easier for us to say like, look, the way that I read cards won't give you the answer to that question. Like you need to go see somebody, but we can talk about how you can support support yourself right or how what you can do to you know help like allow other people to support you or how you can ask for help or whatever like a pep talk for what you can talk to the doctor about just what kelly said yeah yeah and i know just a little foreshadowing to future mysterious things um i know that you've used the oracle of oddity chakras for i think you used it when your husband had kidney stone maybe or stomach ache or something well kidney stones yeah yeah so the oracle of oddities chakra cards you can like separate them out from the oracle of oddities deck and then use that so like pull a couple cards for each chakra which i have done also i don't do that very often because maybe it's fear who knows yeah yeah (laughs) but as somebody who does not typically utilize chakra work as mm-hmm. we've talked about on the podcast before, it still was really helpful to kind of like narrow down what's going on. For me, like it wouldn't be like a chakra, like using it to like a, like heal that specific chakra, just more about that body. Region area. of the body. Yeah. It's yeah. like symbolism basically yeah. the way that I used it. So yeah. Yeah. That was a good way to do it too, which you don't need to use Oracle of Oddities for. You could just like, you know, select Get, uh, a, like there's other chakra cards and other decks and stuff too. Or even just use post-it notes. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, technically, it would be hard to shuffle post-it notes, but yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, I used it like I laid out all the chakra cards and then pulled a couple of cards for each chakra. Oh. But see, that's I thought true. You, were being you fancy. also could be like, I'm yeah. not feeling great, and then What's just wrong? shuffle only yeah. the chakras yeah. and then select one of those. That's true, too. Yeah. But no, I was thinking just as like a general check-in going through all of the chakras. Sorry, I had a candle that was um, igniting a little bit too tall. <laughs> Do not burn your house down. Yeah, you have to see my midriff because it's 
super hot in here right now. I like your little outfit. Esther's <laughs> like wearing a sh- crop top. <laughs> it's, no, it's actually like a tank top that's like rolled under so I could like have some kind of like wind blown on my torso. <laughs> Yeah, the weird and thing like about the shortest podcast is that you can't have any like AC running because it messes no. with the audio, so it always yes. ends up being very hot, very hot, and you're nervous because you're on audio for like two hours, and so like your <laughs> your like nerves are ignited, and you fight or flight is like been ignite here, and it's just awful. So yeah, we're ending up being like, "Whoa, am I Woo. sweating? Yeah, I totally am." What the I will take a shower on? after this. We do these. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think that, like, with the health questions, that's basically right on. I feel like, yeah, like finding ways to be supportive without diagnosing is kind of the way to go. I do know that some readers are comfortable with diagnosing. Yeah. I just am not. And I think, especially because Kelly is in that group of people, they can better identify and um, they have more experience of, like, someone like me who doesn't have, like, a history of chronic illness that would kind of know what cards would come up for certain things. Well, and I also think that 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 brings up a really good point. You, uh, like, you learn correspondences for medical things based on experiences of them coming up in those contexts. Because like Kelly says, there's not like specific cards that are necessarily saying like you're sick. Right. Right. So you have to be reading for yourself or for people who are experiencing chronic illnesses a lot in order to see which cards show up to mean that for you. Right. And I think it's a great idea to ask like, what should I ask the doctor about or consult the doctor about? I'm like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to yeah, totally take that down for later. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to the doctor next time for my allergies. Oh my God. They're, they're going to be like, you just need to leave this city. <laughs> There's I'm working on it. Do for you. <laughs> I'm working That's on true. it. <laughs> you are working on it. All right. So, um, oh yeah. Our Patreon shout out. So this week we have one Patreon shout out. It is for Catherine. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yes. We love you, Catherine. We love you. You're fantastic. I had already put my deck away. So let's shuffle a little bit more. I'm using the um, How to Deal, the Circo Mass Market. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love it so much. It's the best card stock. Oh, really? Is it like a, it sounds like a mat. It's super it. matte. Okay. Yes. I can, my ears are now in tune to like what kind of card stock it is by <laughs> listening to Wait, it. Wait, you knew it was matte based on shuffling noises? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it sounds just like Crystal Unicorn Tarot. Yeah, it it's, a, it's, it's a similar texture, but it's slightly thinner, so it's easier yeah, to so easy, shuffle. Yeah. See, look how good I am. I look know, how good damn, I am. girl, you're amazing. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it feels really... like Crystal Unicorn once you've shuffled it 400 Four. times. So okay, like a okay, worn yeah. in Crystal where, Unicorn. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Which is exactly what you want. But anyway, yeah. for you, Catherine, um, I pulled that Page of Cups. Oh. Yeah. Look at how cute this freaking Page of Cups is. Page of Cups. Oh, that is a, a cute page of cups. And the fish is holding the boy in his cup. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's so cute. It's time for our deck of the week. This week we're talking Yay. about Other Kintero from Cielo Thompson. And I'm going to do a little publisher blurb, but also a little blurb from the book because I thought that there was like a little blurb in the book that was really meaningful. So, so from the publisher, from the creator of the best-selling Lion Strider Tarot, comes a world that is both strange and familiar, both other and kin. Each card in this unique deck features a being who inhabits the liminal space between myth and fact, human and animal. A lion with the body of a man sits on the emperor's throne. A sagnacious? Is that right? Sagnacious yeah. owl? Hey! I don't, I don't know what that, that means. No, sagacious? Sa- saga- sagacious? Sagnacious? Oh, There's no N. Yeah, but 
a beautiful owl acts as Hierophant, (laughs) and frogs and foxes take on human garb. Tarot's deep symbolism is brought into new light with these fanciful illustrations created with hand-ground natural pigments on unbleached handmade paper. Based on the Wright Raiders Smith system, other Kintero is suitable for both beginners and experienced readers. This is a deck that wants to travel and be left out in the moonlight. It's a deck that will improve with every use. And then from the book itself, I highlighted this like immediately. Here is a deck that welcomes wear and tear, a deck that wants to travel and be left out in the moonlight. It is not precious. It will improve with every use. My hope is that this will be a go-to deck for the querent rather than a collector's item that forever sits on the guideline, sidelines gathering dust. I know, that made dust. me feel kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about the book itself later because I have yeah, some comments about the book. the book is so good. Uh, wait, I also I looked up Sagacious. Yes. And it? How do you it pronounce is, it first? Let's see. Sagacious? Yep, sagacious. sagacious. Okay. And it's having or showing keen mental discernment and good judgment. So beautiful is not a synonym. <laughs> I feel but like I it could it. be it encompassed is. with is beautiful. That owl has beauty and brains. <laughs> <laughs> so sagacious. I'll forget that word once this podcast ends. <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to hold on. Oh, to no, it. no, no, no. All right, so shall we go to our parameters? Yes. What are your general impressions of this deck? Of the deck. I love the deck. There's lots of animals. So many animals. I love the animals so much because there are different kinds of animals. and They're like animals that are not like, it's not all dogs and cats. There's like actual like diversity within the animal subsets. So well, I yeah. really like that. And even like there's one suit that seems mostly to be amphibious. And yeah. even within the amphibians, it's not just frogs. It's like exactly. yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yes. Yes. So I really like um, all of that. All the And it's beautiful, of course. I think it's just, it's very similar to Line Strider art. So if you have Line Strider, if you've seen Line Strider, it's very similar. Just not humans, but these are almost all animals. There's only well, like a few human bodies. I also really like it because it is similar to Lion Strider, but one of the cool benefits that sort of sets it apart from Lion Strider is all of the watercolor and the background. Yes. Yeah. It just looks so cool. And it's just, and it's not on a stark contrast white either. It's like on a tea sort of dyed yeah, like color totally. in the back. So it doesn't feel as ice cold as Lion Strider does. Totally. It feels really warm and kind yeah. of playful. Definitely more playful than Line Strider. Um, so those are my kind of general questions about the deck. Yeah, let's hear your thoughts about the book. I think she phoned it in with a book. Yeah, it's, it's... Because, like, the spreads are the same as they were in Line Strider. There's no astrological associations or, like, flower associations that Line Strider had. So to me, I think, yeah. like, some things were tweaked. I mean, this book is more beautiful because it has, like, glossy, full-color pages. Yeah, it's beautiful. the book is gorgeous. But I think after the first couple of pages, it's almost, it's so similar, I got a little frustrated because right. I'm like, this and is like a like, different deck. I so. also think that the Hedgewitch Botanical Oracle is, like, it spoiled us and gave us yeah. really unrealistic expectations of Ciolo's books because yeah. that book is, is phenomenal phenomenal like yes. as a just reference text even yes. it's something yes. that you'd want to have around and this i wish that she had just like talked about her decision art choices yeah 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 because to me it's like the like the art is so beautiful and like the meanings are close enough to what the line strider is that like i would want i'd rather them talk about how 
they made decisions about like why do they put maybe you know pick an octopus for the king of cups yeah you know totally. that sort of thing or why do they make these animal choices for certain things and then also like maybe include some other kin specific spreads because these that are the same be cool. exact spreads that were in line strider yeah, and i get that these is what they're you know this is what they're most comfortable with but this is like an other kin deck and like i want something a little bit more if it's if it's supposed to be otherworldly and liminal you know what i mean yeah. like so i so expect I think, it a little I think bit more it's interesting because i feel like the reason that we're so disappointed in it is because we have such high expectations of her books yes yeah but the deck i don't feel disappointed in I the don't, deck no, at all i don't know no the deck isn't no yeah it was just it's like just the book like the book I itself want yeah more. yeah but the like, deck itself is really cool i do think that the i i would like to know more about why she selected some of the things she selected because i love them so much like yeah. the things that i have those questions about aren't like I don't understand it's like tell me how you even thought of that it's yeah. so perfect yeah exactly so yeah to me to me it was like the it's it's like a very big contrast the deck I absolutely adore and love but the book is like eh you yeah. know so yeah totally yeah. so those are my, kind of like my, my general feelings and have you used this deck for many readings yet a lot I've pretty much almost carried it around with me almost since we got it wow nice because I really like that I think this is like so I got a little bit burned out on mermaid tarot because I've used it so much with like my other Korean people because I love the diversity in it. Yeah. I got, but I got so burned out. Like now the queen of swords is the mother-in-law card. So anytime yeah. they see the queen of swords, they think mother-in-law. So I have to like switch it up a bit. Yeah. So totally. I've been using this one a lot more. And also because there aren't any humans, there's more animals. So it's more inviting, I think. Than yeah. Totally. Having human personification on the card. I mean, there are humans on there some are. of them, just not amongst yeah. my favorites. Cause they yeah. they do a lot of the like, like animal head on human body stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do mermaid, like so different. Oh yeah. There like, is bottoms too. Yeah. I like the deck though. So yeah. I think like the funny thing is that all of the human figures have, pretty gigantic boobs yes but if you can look past that and just focus on the animals because the animals are so 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 good um i haven't used this that much because i put it in a totally nondescript the pro like like all llewellyn decks it came in a giant box and so i put it in a totally nondescript canvas bag that isn't even labeled and i kind of had trouble finding it yesterday to be honest so i need to label this bag yeah Because, or maybe just buy a new bag from Moonlit Fay because yeah. she did such a great job with the bags that she sent us. Yes. Um, but something, because it just kind of got a little bit lost for me. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I do really like it, and I think I'm going to keep it out because I do think that, like, I did a little reading for myself yesterday with it, and I loved it. And mm-hmm. so I think that I should, it seems very, like, spirit guidey to me in yes, some ways. Yes, yes. So I think that I'll probably keep it out so that it doesn't get lost in the shuffle for a little bit. No pun intended. Yeah, but I all oh, good one. <laughs> but I also <laughs> feel like it's kind of like a fall deck to me, and yes, it might be definitely. this sort of tea stained background. Like it feels like it would be really great in like seasonal choices. Mm-hmm. Like it feels a little bit like more cozy, whimsical, yeah. like something that when the season tar- starts turning, you'd want to sort of like draw in that energy a little bit more. Right, I agree. Yeah. And just like Fawn said last week, this is a good deck to use with people in general because since there are no per- really personifications of actual like males and females on the cards themselves, it's like a non like threatening deck to use. Yeah. So, I like true. that it's like instantaneously like usable pretty much across the board. So, 
Yeah, it's great. Awesome. All right. So favorite cards. How many favorite cards did you end up with? I whittled it down from seven to, I think, five. Do I have five now? But I want to talk about the knights first. Knights are not included in my favorites because I love that all the knights are riding different animals. I know. Okay. So I chose the Knight of Pentacles specifically because I wanted to talk about the knights. He's so, so I know, yeah. So we, it's we, so good, yeah. Let's talk about the knights, and then I'll then I don't have to have this be one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, okay. So the Knight of Pentacles is riding a like a Galapagos tortoise, which made me so happy. I cracked up because we always talk about how he's like the slowest fucking moving knight. Yeah, and this exactly. is like like, like he's personified. Thinking about he's methodical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. And the Knight of Cups is riding a seahorse, which I think is adorable. Yeah. Like a beautiful seahorse. Look at that seahorse. I love seahorses. Oh, and it's a mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mermaid, which I think is funny. He ha- the mermaid has a tail and probably goes about the same speed as a seahorse, but yeah, know, we're that's not. true. <laughs> like, do you really need it? The Knight of Wands is riding a fox, which I think is really oh, interesting that a really fox cute. is a wand. Yeah. And then the Knight of Swords is riding a hawk sort of creature, like a falcon. Oh, I'm just like, cool. oh, I love it. So I just, th- I thought that was really, really interesting choices for the knights because I really didn't see any sort of like similarities between any of the other court cards necessarily, but just yeah. the knights themselves riding different animals was adorable and I fucking loved it. Yeah, that's great. Good call. Yeah. Um, let me put these cards back in really quick. Well, I'm because I won't turn. To- okay. So my favorite cards. I will start with the high priestess because she's hugging the lobster and that is totally me. I would totally be hugging a lobster. So I adore the high priestess. <laughs> I know. I really liked that too. And I love the moon over their head. That was really pretty. And then I also like the six of wands because it's a fucking chameleon with like a Greek wreath around its head. I chose that I, too. So cute. Will you please post a picture of your mossy chameleon on the fa- on your Instagram and on yeah, the I'll, Facebook? Yeah, I'll post. I'll, I'll post. Yeah. I think pictures. also, especially next to the regular chameleons, because, oh, those are geckos. Your geckos, mossy yeah, gecko. Yeah. The yeah. chameleon reminds me a lot of your mossy gecko because of the <laughs> eyes being like, Ooh. Eyes being like, oh, yes. <laughs> like he's always shocked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and especially next to your other two geckos, the yes. mossy gecko looks like, like, I don't know, like the kid that forgot his lunch at home <laughs> on the field so trip. True. Like, ah! <laughs> I'll tell you a story. So last, so we feed the, the geckos every other day. So last night, Homan, like at eight o'clock was like, I'm sleepy. I'm going to sleep. So he, I said, okay, I'll feed the geckos. Like, cause I knew I was going to stay up for a couple more hours. And so I feed, go to feed all the geckos and I opened the mossy geckos cage and I couldn't find him. And he's of course like camo. So it's yeah. hard to find him like when there's wood in there anyway. So I open it and I'm looking for him. And all of a sudden I see him. He's like looking straight at my face. Like, where's my cricket? <laughs> like, I was just like, I was I like, what? Like, like scared me. Like, <laughs> That he, like, snuck up on me. I love him. I love him so much. I had no idea that geckos didn't have eyelids. Oh, well, it's it's just hit, it's just that kind of gecko. So the other geckos That's why do he have eyelids. So alarmed. That's why he was so it. surprised and so shocked. I love it so much. <laughs> and uh, I also like the two of cups because of the goldfish. I think those yeah, goldfish are so, so pretty. pretty. The so, goldfish so tail is so graceful. Yes, I love goldfish. And the three of pentacles because of the bees. This room, I just yes. got threads of fates today and it reminds me of a card in threads of fate. Yeah. So I love that the bees that are there in the honeycomb. And I think kind of my favorite card of the deck is the devil, actually. Oh, interesting. Because it's like they pulled the mask off and there's like this like Asian demon sort of mask underneath. Like it's not like oh. a typical Japanese mythology, like where it's like a mask of like a demon underneath. And, and uh, like once you take off like the front mask. So cool. That's I thought awesome. it was really cool. 
And of course there's boobs. So just be on the lookout for that. So those are my favorite cards. Awesome. So one of my favorites, I also have the six of wands and the three of pentacles. Um, I think that this might be the month that I end up getting the mat. My mom actually followed through with our plan to all get matching B tattoos. So Aww. it needs to happen. But so it's pressure now. On yeah. You. This is one of the two cards that sold me on this deck to begin with, because I just love B symbolism yeah. so much. Um, and the six of wands I loved because I like chameleons. I think that they're hilarious. And this one has like the, the victory crown is just really, I love really, really it really so cute. much. I thought it was so cute. It's so adorable. Um, and then my other three favorite cards are the two of swords because I love the that it's a bird sticking oh, its head in the sand. Yes, because that so is so awesome. much of what the two of swords is about to me. Is like yes. tr- like kind of refusing to make a decision and having yeah. it literally be an animal that's like nope, <laughs> nope, I'm not doing it. You can't Made make me, me laugh <laughs> when I first saw it. I laughed so hard at that. Um, and then I love the death card just because I think it's really beautiful with oh, the bird yeah. and the flowers and the yes. skull. That was one of and... the ones I put down because I didn't want to have like 400 of them. So yeah, exactly. And you knew that I would choose it. Like I yeah. almost put it down because I assumed you would choose it. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's really funny. And then also I love the hierophant because I love owls. Oh, and I yeah. love that it's an owl sitting on a stack of books. It's just like, I like the wisdom that's yes implied here and it doesn't have like any weird gendered stuff or weird like Like, religious organization stuff it's like yeah it feels like more animal magic-y yeah and so i'm just super into that card and it's this is the other card that sold me on it the three of pentacles and the hierophant which is so rare for a hierophant to sell me on something but i just love it for a howlophant there we go howlophant oh my goodness (laughs) i love it so much Awesome. So are we going to pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck? Yes. Hope pending that it's nice to me. We'll see. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to seven of swords you this time. I know. It's a three of pentacles. Hey, oh what's the word card? Like with rubies. Hey. Did you shuffle? I didn't hear you counting out loud. I, I did count out loud. So <laughs> just under my breath out loud. Like, <laughs> I, I I gave the Patreon reading to um, Tara Tidbits this past week, and so they got to see me in live in person shuffling all these sevens so many times, so many times, so many times. All right, and my relationship with the deck is the moon. All right, Ooh. I am gonna keep this out. I feel like it will be good for some sort of more shadowy stuff. Stuff, yeah. Although it's like who a knows nice if I'll be gen- feel as the need for as much shadow work as I have in Cancer season once Leo season starts. You know. <laughs> Hey, it's the best season. I'm in the two best seasons I am right now. So this, well, is, this is the best you'll get me all the year. <laughs> <laughs> the rest all of the right. year, I'm just crap. So <laughs> no, you're not. You're wonderful all the time. Thank you. All right. So okay. next week is a very special episode. It's actually going to be released on Friday instead of Thursday. And we're not going to tell you what it's about. So you'll just no. have to wait and see. <laughs> Mystery. You're going to have to be, you know, go into the, your own moon for yeah. this next episode. May, actually, uh, DM us ideas of what it might be. We yes. want to see if anyone can guess. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that's our show. Don't forget to email us your questions, or you can fill out questions on our Google uh, form through wildlytarot.com. You can find all of our contact information there. 
and we'll take life questions or questions about tarot. And tell your friends about us and rate and review us on your podcast app because it helps us grow and it makes us super, super happy. Yeah, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast for pictures of the decks that we're using, which we share in our stories and then save to our story highlights. Or you could join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, we post bonus content on Patreon each week. Holly just released a moon minute for this season and it made me really happy this morning to see it. So (laughs) if you support us at the full level or higher, you can access almost all of it. You can find us at patreon.com slash Wally Tarot Podcast. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. We do. We love you so much. Have a great week. Bye.